Why are we at a point now where folks still can't get tests? But we just ordered, I don't have the number in front of me, but millions of tests. We have 20,000 sites where people can go, and I urge people to, you can Google it or go onto any search engine and find out where free testing and the free testing site is available. But Madam Vice President, the fact that we're still telling people to Google where you can get a test and well, you should... But, but, oh, but come on now. I mean, really, if you, if you want to figure out how to get across town to some restaurant you heard is great, you usually do Google to figure out where it is. So that's simply about giving people, right, a mechanism by which they can locate something that they need, something that can help them. Then let's forget what we should have done earlier and continue with what we should do now. <clears throat> How are you doing, hey, man? Hey, Kyle. Oh, I'm, I'm getting by. You know, go got the Rona, and uh, I, I say uh, I'm going to update you on that, that last week, folks, but I can't remember. It's it's almost gone. I feel mostly better. How has it affected you? You've been, I mean, obviously. Just sluggish. Uh, Fortunately, it's all respiratory, none of the digestive stuff. So, you know, just uh, sluggish and a lot of hacking mucus up. And basically it felt like a two and a half week long head cold. But I think it's more or less wrapped up now. Good, good. I mean, I know that these kinds of, like COVID seems to have some long-term effects, but as long oh, yeah, as and like, I will say, I still can't taste like mild flavors. Like, right. my, like beer, beer tastes like metal. Well, that's a shame. Like metal, I like beer. weird. Well, a lot of stuff kind of like got a metallic flavor to it, especially when it was in huh. full swing. Funky. Yeah, but now like, yeah, like mild flavors just still had that, like a faint metallic taste and nothing else. Funky. Yeah, I think that, so it's not... Um, it's not scientific. I didn't get tested at the time because it was early February of 2020. But Lucy and I were fairly certain that we got like OG Rona. Um, and back in the day, yeah. it knocked us flat for like a week. Um, thankfully, yeah, yeah, no, no, the, worst part, the worst part of mine wasn't like knocking me flat levels, but it was like, oh, this is the worst cold I've ever had kind of right. thing. And that's probably, you know, in part at least because you got at least two rounds of Vax if you haven't gotten the oh, booster yeah. yet. I Unfortunately, mean, I have something. not been able to get the booster yet due to being sick every weekend that I had it <laughs> Every scheduled. time that you have any chance to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I so. was talking to um, the bartender at the place next door a few weeks back before this kind of surge kind of happened and we haven't been really going out. Uh, but he was saying, he's like, yeah, I really uh, haven't had any chance to schedule it because all he he works almost every day. And it's like, can't really schedule a time to be sick for two days if that's what happens with the booster, which for a lot of people it is. And he didn't well, do great with the first, sick for second two days. shot. Since I work overnights and Jackie works day shifts, it means that the car really isn't – and the fact that boosters are generally only available 9 to 5 means right. I'm kind of like locked into trying to get it on a Saturday or a Sunday. Right. And, uh, yeah, Unless it's just, you it's, like pay out the ass now for an Uber. Yeah, and that's – I'm not going to do that because also Uber those back. companies are exploitative as fuck. Right. I hate using Uber and I hate using – I have never – and I'll say it um, proudly – I've never used DoorDash. I've never used I do not any have of those that, things. Do not have that boast under my uh, collar. <laughs> I've used it a fair bit, but I always tip ten bucks. Um, 
I almost always leave a five-star review for the driver. There's one exception where the guy put the food on my neighbor's porch, took a picture of it. I ran out just to see as he was getting into his car. He flipped me off, and then he drove off. And I'm like, okay, well. So he was the one guy who got three stars. Yeah, that's – And also half our food was missing, but you know. Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> shitty. What what the fuck? <laughs> well, I mean, pe- shitty shitty people can be in exploitative jobs too. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, obviously, I'm not not shitting on him as a worker. I'm shitting on him as like, wow, that's kind of weird. Yeah, you know, he's kind of. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's just shitty people out there. Yeah. Yeah, no, no big deal. Uh, I just thought that's the one time I didn't give five stars though, and I thought I was pretty justified in not giving I, a five. I have used Uber and Lyft a lot. I, the one time that I didn't give a five star review was when we were looking for places in phoenix and it was the last day of our trip we were leaving in early in the morning had to catch a flight at like 5 a.m so we had a, a an uber scheduled to get us there at like 4 30 ish well uh, the flight was like 5 30 late almost six but so we were trying to get to the airport at like 4 30 and get all our shit together uh and the guy instead of like canceling the thing because you get like points knocked off, which I think is kind of fucked. You should be able to reject things and let people just find another driver. But since he didn't want to get his points knocked off, he just drove away from us, like just drove in the opposite direction until we had to cancel it, which means he doesn't lose points and we have to pay like a fee. So I was like, that guy, that guy deserves like, fuck that guy. Yeah. I just, just... obviously not for real because he should be allowed to turn down shit if it's at the end of his shift at like four o'clock and he has to drive phoenix is a big ass place and we were on the west side and the uh airport is like it's very much the east side so we were asking a fair bit of somebody at four o'clock but did kind of suck yeah it's basically i mean so you're the one ending up with uh holding the bag as it were Mm -hmm. yeah i mean that's i don't know capitalism is always going to fuck someone over as because you know someone else has to be making profit and profit is literally the, the percentage of profit you make is the percentage of fucking you're overing that yeah, is it's, total english there is well <laughs> english or not there there is a direct relationship from profit to exploitation yeah anyway uh that has very little to do with today's watch along which is about how we uh massive conglomerate companies decide to uh Attach uh, a phony level of moral consciousness to their uh, companies by saying, look, we're a green company. We're, we're energy efficient and stuff by more advertising about how green they are mm-hmm. than actually being green. Yep. Uh, I'm, we're all familiar with the show 30 Rock. It's one of Chapo's favorites. It's, it's pretty it's a, funny. I like – I really – when it was coming out too, I watched it pretty religiously. It's a show that I like a lot. Least, I rewatched it, the whole thing, pretty recently, and there's definitely some lib moments, but they have a couple oh, of good yeah. episodes. There's like when I was watching it, I haven't watched it in probably four or five years. It's been a while since I've watched really any with any regularity. Um, but it's I mean, like it's still funny. Tina Fey's funny. Alec Baldwin, this is his best role, except for murderer now, I guess. But like <laughs> the, uh, the you know, it, it's such a fun, absurd thing and all the sight gags and all the like small gags alongside it, like the 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 fake shows that they come up with are mm-hmm. hilarious to me. They just drive me up a fucking wall. It's so funny. Yeah, it's definitely very well put together. And it's one of my uh, inspirations when I write stuff for this show. So, yeah. you know, 
definitely i like a lot of that vein of comedy that kind of like sarcastic making fun of the world kind of stuff so um if you don't know about it what it is is literally it's a satire of the crew of snl but instead mm-hmm. it's a show called tgs which is the same show but right. not the same show but uh yeah um tita fey is the head writer of the show and she and her writer staff are part of the core staff, but then she also worked with the actors, which is Tracy Morgan playing Tracy Jordan as himself. He is literally the same, like, you know, they're not even trying dude, to. Yeah. <laughs> um, Alec Baldwin, obviously, as the. Yeah, uh, he's the exec. CEO of, uh, G- of uh, NBC. And it is actually NBC. It's a show, NBC show in existing in an alternate NBC universe. So. And then yeah. I can't remember, um, is it um, Adam Friedlander? Who is yeah. one of the uh, main writers? The whole writers room is hilarious. Judah, thank you. Uh, very fun cast in the, yeah, in the and, and, room. And, and then there's a, uh, and then there's Jenna Maroney, who's the hot oh blonde, well, the formerly hot but kind of like aging blonde, right? Um, of the show. And she's that's still, kind of her. she's still she's a fine. fucking dime. Yeah, she's yeah, hot. She's, Oh, I mean, yeah, she's very. If you like that, I don't. I never like the skinny blonde girl look, but you know, if that's uh, well, your style, she's definitely still hot. <laughs> to be fair, I'm cute. asexual, so my whole thing is a little thrown off, anyways. <laughs> she's a hottie, and she's funny as shit. So, yeah, she is very funny, very talented, very talented crew, cast and crew all around. This one actually guest stars. Uh, what's his name? Who plays Ross from Friends? Oh, I'm blanking. Uh, Schwimmer, Schwimmer. No, Schwimmer? Sh- I don't know, man. Schwimmer? I couldn't Whatever. tell you. I was the not a friend. Not a friend. I think person. David. Sh- I think David Schwimmer is the guy who plays Ross on Friends. Anyways, he's you. a guest. He's a guest character. You'll recognize him when you see him. But uh, the episode is Greenzo, season two, episode five on Netflix and in the official like canon order. Um, and uh, yeah, like I said, it's just making fun of these companies who are like, "We're a green company," and then they don't do jack shit for the environment. <laughs> and uh, I think we're ready to jump into it, Kyle. All right. Are All you right. prepared? I'm, I'm going to hit play in three, two. One, play. And we're... There's Jenna and Tina Fey's character, who's Liz Lemon. Tiger (laughs) orgasm. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, there's a... Oh, yeah, by the way, this during this tiny arc, Pete is living with Liz uh, because he got kicked out of his house. Justin Timberlake hat. Can confirm. <laughs> I mean, it's not even getting someone to have sex. I'm just, I have a girlfriend. I just don't, we don't have sex. We don't have sex. <laughs> Oh, I love my filth. If only the companies were that honest. (laughs) Greenwashing is like... Greenwashing is like a super intense problem, especially now. It's like, think of Elon Musk's like solar panel company that's just a fucking boondoggle. Sorry. It is a fantastic theme song. But yeah, you're not wrong. When companies just... uh, 
just go f- fake green, uh, it's honestly causing more harm to the environment often than if they didn't try to advertise that they were green in the first place. Well, it's the it's just to to play it off and then like exist as suck funds for actual green initiatives. Like if they wanted to send money to things that were going to help, they would. But instead, they send it to these kinds of stupid shit. <laughs> I kind of love the way Republicans. Uh, even back now, we can make fun of how ter- how terrible and regressive Republicans were. Yeah. But unfortunately, they are a little pro Democrat on this show, which is yeah. I mean, they're they're New York libs. What do you expect? Yeah. And I mean, it was like two thousand and three or something before we knew. I think this it was shit back was when like Obama 07, was still a cool man. guy. This, was, this might have been before Obama. I think it's right before Obama. Yeah. So this was uh, this was back when the Dems were definitely still good guys in the public eye. Even a lot of the left didn't know better. Yeah, no. The center left. During yeah. Bush, it was like there was a very small minority that hated the Dems, but like most of us were in. I mean, us as if I, I mean, was. Most, I, I was. I was still learning. I, the people yeah. who did did hate Dems, who I knew, I was like, oh, you're crazy conspiracy theorists, and I wish I had trusted them more. Right. I should have paid more attention to that. Oh, Kenneth, oh, you're so Kenneth. awkward. One of my favorite things about Kenneth is that he's lived in New York for however long now, but he still hasn't seen the the ocean. Yeah. Which, honestly, if you've ever been to New York, uh, not as hard as it seems. Uh, It's not a very big state, and, you know, the ocean is Well, the city, I mean, like, even the city, you're right in the city, and it's like, you could go over to Brooklyn and look out, or you can go to the very edge of... Uh, Manhattan, but you're like, it's very unlikely that you're gonna bother doing that if you live there all that much. Yeah. This is exactly <laughs> how green companies do their business. Oh, Elon Musk could hire a Greenzo and still be less cheesy than he actually is. Oh my god, you're right, though. No, Jenna, you're. It's it's weird how easy she is to turn on to people. Gosh, we've got to update these forms. Jack, says, uh, Jack Donaghy says some weird stuff. He does. 
<laughs> According to my Bible piece. Uh, certain Christianity brands are just insane. I knew one of those guys, one of the world's 6,000-year-old peoples. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? What is that life to be able to, to think that the world is only so old? Yep. I, I trust everything in the Bible verbatim, word for word. I mean, honestly, it's a real easy way to live life, I bet. You have your entire moral code laid out in one single book. No questions asked. I guess it's easy, right? That's pretty nice. Yeah. Having that kind of moral, uh, I don't know. Certainty. Yeah. Sari, I'd say, is a professional hottie of the show, but she's oh, also yeah. an intern. She's not actually like on camera. She's she's literally just <laughs> <laughs> she's a yeah. Her whole role is hot rich girl, and she plays hot hot absolutely and, a lot of episodes. Yeah, she's fantastic. She's hilarious. I love his crew. Oh yeah, Grizzly.com are great. <laughs> He'll finally think we're cool. (sighs) God, oh man. Ah, uh, they show in feet. A little bit of Tarantino and no, those are too clean. Not Tarantino. Far too clean. Yeah. At least they call it out. <laughs> Fucking weird. <laughs> This show still holds up in a lot of ways, for sure. Especially, I mean, I, we've cherry-picked this episode, so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the way rich people think versus oh, the real God. world. Yeah. Just, I love, I love Baldwin's character in this. I love Donahue because he's yeah, got. Jack Donahue is a uh, very well written. Like I said, like you said, his probably his most well written role before he decided to shoot someone. Well, gotta or be. Or after he decided to shoot someone. Ooh. I don't think it's going to go uphill from here. Do you he's see a, this? I on... didn't decide to shoot. I don't know. It's a, it's a complicated mess. He fucked that up for sure, but he, he definitely murdered that lady uh, indirectly. I mean, because I mean of his at the end of the day, that lady is the role. one who we should be talking about, not even Baldwin. Right. So she's she seems to have a bug from Starship Troopers on the back on her window, and if we see it oh, again, oh, I'm sure it's a prop. It looks awesome. Uh, 
Yep. God, it's hilarious because he's also doing that shit where it's like, oh, it's your personal responsibility and not the fact that we're yeah, a the, giant the, company. Yeah, so the building you're standing in is actually causing all. Yeah. Yep. That's his wife, by the way, for you non-watchers. Uh, fucking great the way they can write a joke that pays off eight minutes later is very impressive lips Dutch is such a dumb language. Yeah, well, I, mean, I don't know. I don't really care. Languages are dumb. We need to find a better way to communicate. Rich people don't live on our planet. None. Look at that outfit. She's actually kind of rocking it. Oh, I mean, no. If anything, in my opinion, Tina, Tina Fey is cute. the hottest girl in this show. But that's because mm. I've always, I've always preferred brunettes in terms of like the aesthetic. There you go. And nerdy chicks over traditional hot chicks. No, we'll have bubbles for it. Bam. Get it, Greenzo. Yeah, he's finally getting...
it's just this show is very very good at being uncomfortable too yeah it's like the level of because it's so fast with it instead of you like even, the yeah. office where they try and drag all of that out yeah you don't even notice it but like, right. you know, I, I don't, I, the office is jackie's favorite show or at least it was i don't know if she still she hasn't really watched it recently i don't know but it was it at least has been her favorite show i've never been able to get into it i know a lot of people who like the office it's not my thing i i mean the, the dunder mifflin subreddit is one of the biggest ones so yeah. it's clearly not an, an unpopular opinion <laughs> no there are definitely like people hate the first season but i honestly like when i watched it I think Greenzo I liked the Chad. first season the most, yeah, because <laughs> it was bad. Yeah, it's just very, very – it's like trying to be dry British humor while still also trying to be American. Right. Redso. Can we make a uh, uh, a show that's just Greenzo? Just like four uh, episodes. I don't want it. To, I want it to have a short run and be canceled, so we can all feel good about it. Yeah, and then we'll all acknowledge that even though we watched that show, we didn't in any way contribute to the end of global warming. No. But also, I still stand by what he's his post his uh later in the episode message of it's not mm-hmm. our fault. We can't do jack shit to stop this. It's all it's a, a few people who are just doing just doing the entire destroying the planet thing basically by themselves. And uh certainly I, seems it's, impossible to do. <laughs> I've never been to a, like a party party. Thank God. It's I've never seen like a good portrayal of one. Like in every media, it's like oh, this super awesome this rager party is like where people are having a terrible time and becoming worse people. <laughs> Y'all should be ashamed of yourselves. <gasps> <laughs> I wish I could go to one of these kinds of parties again, honestly. I mean, if the, if that's your vibe, I I'm I'm just that looks like hell to me. I have been to parties like that that are hell and also parties like that that are very fun. Well, depends like on where people. you are in the in the party. Uh, I don't like people. And that seems it seems exhausting in the first two minutes, and then like I would want to die in my soul within thirty. That's why you need to have a place to escape to. That's why I liked hosted those kinds of things. It was way easier. They do this a bit in the show. Al Gore is in one of the you know more lib messages. Al Gore was the ultimate good guy, and I mean mm. to be fair for his time. 
I would have rather taken it. I sure as hell would have had him over Bush, but yeah, yeah, he's not like but this, this pussy legend. just let Bush take it away from him on a fucking technicality in the Supreme yeah, Court. Yeah, he was a, like he was a total very dickhead. whiny little uh, give up guy. I'm trying to find a non-gendered word to say uh, the thing I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can say pussy. This guy's a puss, and I hate uh, him. Uh, he's just a complete wimp, and his. Uh, Political career. I think we could just uh, we could just change the great. P for a W and call him a wuss. Yeah, wussy. He's a complete wimp. That's uh, I, I don't I don't know. I'm trying to be better about my gendered language. I know a lot of those yeah. like I call people a little bitch way too often. True, true. That's the thing that I'd run into. But still, he's a wuss. <laughs> yes, he sucks. And I mean, I would have no wrong. Like I would have loved him over Bush, but I don't think he would have been like some save the world guy as much as. Did you just the, hear the that? He said. Him. He said that CO2 taxes should replace payroll taxes, which is to say that payroll taxes, which are levied on employers, should be gotten yeah, rid of. Yeah, no, he still, he still wanted to support super rich just <laughs> right. differently. But, I mean, at least he would have been be- slightly better for the planet. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, he'd be better than Bush was. Bush was our one of – I think people <laughs> One of the worst – like, for the environment and for uh, he was. Everything, everything except for the American war economy, Bush was terrible. But that's right. why Bush is still going down as one of the good Republicans now. Whale is in trouble. I love that joke. God almighty. <laughs> nice. Bust a 600-fucking-watt bulb, man. <laughs> yep, and that's yep. a very spot-on poignancy there at the end. He's on it. <laughs> <laughs> yep, the planet is probably doomed. Um, but yeah, that's 30 Rock. Anyone who hasn't seen the show, feel free to go back through. Oh. There's a couple banger episodes. If you're going to uh, watch a sitcom, it's it's it should, the one it's, it's to maybe Top not five start for with. sure. Top yeah, five of definitely. all sitcoms. If you're throwing in, a, a dart at a sitcom, you could do worse than hitting 30 Rock. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, let's let's hope we can save the planet, but in reality, we're just going to keep watching men like Jack, Donahue, Jack Donaghy be uh, assholes who are happy to ruin it. Yeah, it's um, it's sad because like part of this is obviously like, oh, we can't really change anything. We can't really do anything. Um, and that seems at least very much to be the case. Yeah, because like I mean, Greenzo we... tried to change something, and then he got. He got fired, and he's like, you can't fire the wind, but then he still got fired, and he was right. kind of pathetic next time we saw him. Exactly, because so. he's a single person. That would be ultimately – because the reason that Greenzo is tragic behind – besides the fact that he was kind of up his own ass in the early part, which is yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. I don't he like had, this. He had a lot of learning to do about being a green character, but right. eventually being he learned a, who the real villains were. Like I'm not saying everybody that we work with needs to be a good person, but like – a single person who wants to make a difference needs to be a good person. If you work in a group towards a good goal, you don't necessarily need to be a perfect person. and Nobody is. So I think that's the better move. But the fact of the matter is with Greenzo specifically and with a lot of people who think that it's about personal responsibility and personal consumer choices, uh, there's no way to make the world a better place on your own. Uh, you can try to be nice to the people that you meet, but that impact only affects as much as you can personally in your consumer choices because that's what we are now. We're, we're liberal subjects of liberal order and consumers. Yeah. And, and for the record, I mean, it's 
don't take away your personal responsibility. Don't say, well, no, I'm no, useless, no, no, no. so I may as well just buy all this Kellogg shit, you know? Right, yeah. Like, no, if there, that's the point, though, is like a boycott. That's something where you have to – whenever you're in a group uh, endeavor, there's still personal responsibility and personal buy-in. But it should be recognized that the re- reason that that has any weight – when after you've made your personal buy-in and you've done the thing that you you know personally are required to do for the collective the thing that makes that important is the collective yeah and uh hopefully we as a society can get to the point where enough of us recognize the flaws in our system and how de- tragic our planet's current state is that we can become that collective sooner but unfortunately there's still a sizable demographic of the most richest and the richest and least propagandized country on the planet <laughs> uh, um that genuinely thinks climate change either isn't a threat or is it doesn't exist right it's effectively uh climate denial what the i mean the democrats seem almost actively antagonistic towards any climate reform because i mean like what the the build back better had like meager shit and then that got tossed out immediately before they even get to the uh you know negotiation um and then they just stop it altogether so yeah our our government's not going to do the work so at the end of the day it is no. going to fall on us and hopefully we figure it out before the planet is completely destroyed it's got to be us fire. it's got to be us or it's got to be like I'm, a lot of people think that the global south and the third world is going to have to make that push that it's going to have to come from them but the fact of the matter is is that those places are they're underdeveloped and i don't mean that as like a moral failing i mean that as a they're 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 exploited more to make sure that they're underdeveloped. exactly they're purposefully underdeveloped that is the point of colonialization it it, it, it's not necessary it's obviously to extract to extract from them but the the point of extraction is to take away from them and that's what makes them underdeveloped it's a verb being done upon those nations and those peoples by the colonial masters us in the west so a lot of people think that that's going to maybe be where it starts and i think that that's a fair assessment i'm not Uh, yeah i would love to see if uh I would love to see if at some point they realize we need to stop uh, letting ourselves – I mean letting yourself be exploited is a terrible way to phrase that. We need to stop being exploited by way of force, and right. uh, I wouldn't mind if there was a, re- a full-on revolution to make sure that those countries could start getting you know their needs met and then the world's needs met because so far they're doing a lot better than we are in terms of electoral politics, which I know right. isn't the most useful signifier because electoralism is busted in this world, but – at least in it's the a, global north and in the in the like metropoles where the center of gravity and the the like bases of our of our systems of government is entirely in the domination of one class by another and that by another is by the bourgeoisie like the the electoralism if it's going to work anywhere is going to work in the global south and like latin america like this pink tide type of thing that we're thinking about but yeah, I think you're right. It's like it's kind of like a broken method in general that's kind of – there's going to need to be more organization outside of that. It needs to be the dual power type thing that was set up whenever you know there was – when people reference dual power just as, a, as an aside, they're referencing specifically like 
post nineteen seventeen February in uh in Soviet Union where there was one power base in the provisional government in the basically like kind of provisional parliamentary space i can't remember exactly what it was called and then the 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 st petersburg soviet which was a bunch of workers and um a lot of a lot of military people a lot of lower level officers and privates and arm, armed dudes so it's like there's going to have to be another base of power that you draw in outside of the institutions that are dominated by the bourgeoisie yeah, well, you're uh, once again showing your general knowledgeability on uh, global politics and uh, history. Uh, I was uh, it's a curse. I'm sorry. No, you're good. I, I'm, you being a nerd is part of the draw of our show. If you <laughs> stop doing that, then we won't have a hook because otherwise it's just oh, here's where would two our nine guys listeners go? They're left. <laughs> um, I I uh, I am glad that you uh, offered those insights because I didn't know most of that. But also, yeah, it sounds like we will need to. Uh, Hope to start reshaping our ecological uh, approaches based on those of the global south where, like you said, uh, they're producing a lot less CO2 and a lot more, you know, good air with trees and stuff. Uh, I mean, unfortunately, Brazil is burning to the ground and we're just letting it happen because we're fucking throwing fucking gasoline on the fire. We want that damn palm oil. And fucking Bolsonaro's our dude, so. Yeah, Brazil, Brazil definitely. No, there was no coups in Brazil. We wouldn't do it. We wouldn't do it. That wasn't a judicial coup or even an earlier coup than that. That was clearly military and instilled a uh, installed a government that was loyal to the United States and took place in uh, the United States. The United States governments. In fact, we never learned how to puppeteer. We can't. You have no proof that we can puppeteer, so obviously it can't happen. Obviously. No, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't have a lot of hope. I think that the planet will eventually get to a point where it's inhospitable for human life and will go extinct. But I do think the good news is the planet will bounce back once we're extinct, as long as we don't nuke every last living organism to the ground. That's my. That's the fear. only way that we could destroy the planet for sure would be to make sure there is no that all there is is scorched earth. Like this ecological death, this ecological horrible shit that we're going to see, that we are going to see, and that a lot of people are already seeing, mostly people around the equator. <clears throat> Not to mention like localized uh, ecological disasters that have been in- caused by, you know, basically think about colonists changing water routes or, you know, doing horrible shit to like mines, poisoning people's groundwater, that kind of stuff. Uh, the ecological death that we're going to experience certainly on a long enough timeline, uh, can probably be fixed. You know, I'm thinking like 30 million years or something, but, um, nuking us, which is a very big, uh, it, the more that we're, the more that we're, we, the closer we get to climate disaster, the more of an opportunity we have for that kind of thing to happen, the more unstable we beget. The 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 fact of the matter is is that we're going to run into a, a wall where these these countries that like the United States have hundreds thousands of nukes. Uh, they're going to have the instability that is necessary for these nuclear assets to either go untended and explode 
because of that failure of attendance or be lobbed at each other. And, you know, the more that things fail, the more likely that becomes. Yeah, well, let's hope that humanity uh, goes extinct for your chance to use those weapons. <laughs> yeah, that, the best thing that we can do is hope that those are buried way underground when everyone dies. So they'll just like, you know, poison over local, like 14 million years. Yeah, they'll locally blow up and maybe not destroy the entire atmosphere. I mean, the good news is if they're all contained in the same bunker, then yeah, that chunk of the planet may take a couple, yeah, yeah, yeah. few few thousand millennia, you know, but the rest of the planet will be able to go around it. Right. Everybody else, as long as it doesn't like the one of my terror. So I, I used to think a nuclear winter meant, oh, it's going to get cold. But a nuclear winter means that all of the fucking dirt and the shit that's going up into the stratosphere is going to block the sun and kill every living thing. So... <laughs> yeah, and, uh, I mean, it's I, like I've said before, I, I mean, ideally, we can make it uh, happen on our own as a species and we can realize, OK, we need to stop exploiting the planet in the name of capitalist greed like today. But more likely, we will hit, get to a point where the planet's no longer hospitable for humans. The rich will find some way to keep on surviving with and they'll just let the poor die in droves. And then hopefully we'll leave the planet at some point to find greener pastures and the planet will, you know, a few thousand, uh, maybe a few thousand thousand years, you know, a million or so. So sometime after we leave, the planet will be like, all right, I got this shit. Yeah, because Mother Earth is resourceful like that. I am scared. Um but I think that in in this way we'll we'll differ because I do think other and you know not just for my own sanity, but I think that there is there is a, a capacity for us to fix this maybe before everything goes. It off. sounds like one of us has a bit more uh, belief and faith in something, and one of us maybe. is more of a nihilist. Hint, hint, hint about what our next episode could be. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, I mean, we already did a full episode on environment, so I guess we don't need to do this to death. And uh, if if we have one episode that's under an hour, I don't think it would be the worst thing in the world. So, no. I think we're hey, ready to head on to the news blast. By a news blast this week, I mean literally just the one news item. I figured once we went weekly, there would be slow news weeks like mm -hmm. this. But uh, yeah, uh, all we really got was the fact that uh, Biden and his crew were all like, oh, we're totally going to create vaccine or test mandates. And then the evil Republicans in the Supreme Court were like, no. And then the yeah. Democrats were like, please. Oh, OK. They didn't, they didn't even wait for the answer to please. They just yeah. like, please. OK, never mind. It's great that we have nine nine kings. That makes it democratic. Yeah, yeah um, having uh, having more. I mean, uh, and they talk about like, oh, we should expand the Supreme Court to create more dem democratic options. I'm like, yeah, but it's still going to create a system that's always built to make sure nothing can. It, the Supreme Court is one more vessel to make sure nothing can actually get done in a productive capacity. And adding yep. more seats wouldn't fix that. Yeah, it exists to act as a blockage of any change that would affect the balance of power. Uh, the the fact of the matter is, is that we know these institutions are built to dominate us, the working class, or even anybody who isn't the richest now, because as we know, capitalism consolidates. The bourgeoisie will grow ever smaller as it throws more people onto precarity and then throws them into the proletarianized masses so that it can continue to extract more wealth from them more value uh yeah. so they get smaller they don't care they have their institutions which we're supposed to believe in because we're good 
big D Democrats. And uh, yeah. cool. I mean, I, I mean, I would have loved a vaccine mandate. Oh, yeah, you can't you can't like do 90 percent of things without vaccination or a test. Mm-hmm. Great. We need to do that in America. Everyone acts like, oh, China's doing that, and that makes it evil and horrible. Like, no, that's that's definitely one more point to prove that China's yeah. got it more right than we do. Cool. So we have just another, you know, another freedom in America is the freedom to kill yourself, and if you take away that freedom and make people actually have to live, we're doing a bad job. It honestly is. It's our entire run with this COVID thing is ridiculous. It's just going to keep getting stupider and worse because now I see. Uh, uh, the federal government will no longer be requiring hospitals to report the daily number of COVID nineteen yeah, deaths. Yeah. Uh, just oh, uh, straight they, uh, deaths, straight deaths. They're not going to have report to report COVID. after yeah, we're, we're, we're done talking about it. It's COVID is just the flu now. People die from it. Deal with this it. This huge. Uh, so when we hit two million, of, we will have no fucking clue. We didn't even know we hit one million, which we certainly did. Yeah. Certain. No, it, it's it's <laughs> insane because this this is what happens every fucking time Democrats are elected. Is that it's that ratchet theory. It's the one where the right gets to turn and turn and turn. And the Democrats until, just hit a little wall. Over well, they don't even hit a wall. Years. They just stabilize it. Sometimes, I mean, everything that Biden is doing and his administration is doing, besides Afghanistan, which honestly was already a Trump policy that just was set in motion, but he pussied out at the last minute. Yeah. Like, Everything that Biden's done is either like Trump policy verbatim or slightly less, but it's, still Trump policy. It's I all mean, what, the same. Really, what it comes down to with the yeah with the Democrat Party is now we we normalize the new right so that we can create an even more right right. Yeah, and then we'll normalize that, and that's why people talk about you know like in twenty forty in twenty forty when it's like oh well. We have to elect uh, we have to elect a grand wizard of the KKK in because otherwise we'd have to elect the alien who wants to destroy all life on the earth in. Gotta gotta you know pick the lesser of two evils, guys. <laughs> yeah, that's you know <laughs> it's what's coming. It's they're they're talking they're gonna toss out Kamala so hard because they're talking about like bringing in like Liz Cheney or whatever for uh, his... Harris Harris isn't gonna get a chance to run. God no. Uh, she's even awful. If she's the, you, even you if Biden dies, and she's oh yeah, speaking of which, she's, apparently Harris had a response to this. I'm a little out of the loop on this, but Harris had a response to this whole vaccine mandate. I'll drop it passing. in here because it's fucking, it's pretty fucking ridiculous. Well, I don't know if you wanted to talk about it after you drop it in. Well, yeah, because it's like she basically uh, she's asked a question like, so what? What's the what's the plan? What are we doing? What are we? What do we have in the back pocket? Six former. Administration officials last week wrote that open letter urging the administration to change course, to change strategy. Is it time? And the answer is like, it is time for us to do what we have been doing, and that time is every day. Every day it is time for us to agree. So, you know, we all need to know that we all have these things and tools, and there's a time to use those tools, and that's every day. Every day is a time. Every day is a time, and that's you know what we need to figure out and what we need to agree on. That's basically all she said. My thing might even be more fucking eloquent because <laughs> she sounds she's doing that stupid affected like oh everything's so somber. And, well, you know, Bill or whatever this guy's name is, we've got to go from one thing <laughs> to another thing, and uh, you know that's just what it is. <laughs> Yeah, well, there's a reason that 
the highly eloquent Jen Psaki gets to be the press secretary because she can say all the clever things like about how, oh, sure, we'd love to put bunny rabbits and ice cream on the ballots, but that wouldn't get anything done. We have to make the hard decisions, and that's why we can't get anything done. And she made it sound like she totally owned the guy, even the guy who was asking. So she had a little news conference recently where she was like talking to this guy who was like, why hasn't your administration gotten anything done? She's like, well, I think we have. By not getting anything done, we totally got stuff done because we have to make the hard decisions. Frankly, things just seem like they're going pretty poorly right now for, for the White House. The, you know, Build Back Better is being blocked, voting rights is being blocked, diplomatic talks with Russia doesn't seem to have brought us back from the, rank, the brink of war, inflation's at a 40-year high, the virus is setting records for infection. So as we kind of hit this one-year period and a period where everything seems like it's in pretty rough shape or nearly everything, um, which is not an invitation, I guess, to list off. <laughs> um, some other things. Uh, I, I'm, I'm wondering at what point do you take stock and say that things need to change internally, whether it's your outreach for the Hill, whether it's the leadership within the White House. Uh, it, you seem to be stymied on an incredible number of fronts right now. Well, let me give you a little bit of a different take on this. Uh, more than 200 million people are vaccinated. We've had a record job growth, record low unemployment rates. Uh, historically in this country over the last year. We've rebuilt our alliances and our relationships around the world. And right now, as it relates to Russia, as you heard our national security advisor convey, we're working with partners around the world to convey very clearly. It's up to them to make a choice about what's next. We're not going to make that on their behalf. Uh, it's up to them to determine if there are going to be crippling economic sanctions or not, or uh, if they d decide to move forward. But uh, we also recognize when you have a, a small margin and threshold in the Senate, it's very difficult to get things done and to get legislation passed. And the fact that the president, under his leadership, got the American Rescue Plan passed, a bipartisan infrastructure bill with 19 votes in the Senate, about six votes in the House. Uh, the fact that we are still continuing to, to work with members to determine the path forward on Build Back Better, that we have the vast majority of Democrats in the Senate supporting voting rights, that's a path forward for us. And our effort is to do hard things, try hard things, and keep at it. So we just don't see it through the same prism. So the sense is things are going well. There's no need for change right now. I think that uh, having worked in a White House before, uh, you do hard things in White Houses. Um, you have every challenge uh, at, your, at your feet, laid at your feet, whether it's global or domestically. Uh, and we could certainly propose legislation to see if people uh, support bunny rabbits and ice cream, but that wouldn't be very rewarding to the American people. So the President's view is we're going to keep pushing for hard things and we're going to keep pushing the boulders up the hill to get it done. Right. That's like, what are you what talking about? There's n nothing has happened. We got one really shitty conservative uh, fucking pa act passage that ended up giving more money to the Iron Dome and giving everybody $600 less than there was promised. That was mm -hmm. the last thing that any that happened. Yeah. Except for the fact that he also essentially with that infrastructure bill accelerated climate change. Staying well, I mean, to be fair, they also passed that whole, oh, everyone gets $2,000 if they have all the dependents and yeah, it's all, sure. all these criteria are met. I'm That's sure that was the only money. thing that was in that bill, too. Yeah, I'm but, sure. I'm sure the end. Yeah, no, they definitely didn't give a butt ton of money, way more to, yeah. you know, the highly more wealthy. PPE, and, uh, more PPP loan forgiveness for people who still fired everyone. Like, fuck off. Yeah. It's It's so... No, I mean, that's, that's the it's truth. Of it. Even if the Democrats do get something done, it's always in the name of making sure that the, the wealthy constituents make get the much bigger slice of the pie than the American public. Yeah, yeah. 
it's uh, the only thing that you can rely on is that both parties care not a fuck about you. Honestly, I got more money from Trump. I was terrified about my student loans, but his administration paused him. And this one wants really much, really badly to make me start paying him again, even though I've paid like 20,000 fucking dollars already. I've seen so many things on like student loans where it's like, yeah, you've paid off, uh, you've paid off negative 30% of your student loan in mm. four years. Yep. Cause it's just growing because fuck off. It's like, I'm unconvinced that anything is going to happen. We're going to give it, we're going to have Trump in 2024. Right, and, and we're, but, and, but the difference in. is that in 2024 we're going to be like, well, at least it wasn't worse than Trump. Right, right. And then but that way in 2028, when someone worse than Trump runs against the Democrat Liz Cheney or whatever. Yeah. Which again, I, I don't know. I mean, I sure hope that I uh, have the lathe of uh, lathe of history when you get then Trump, then Biden, and then we have like the walking corpse of David Duke against Liz. I Cheney. love this idea. Yeah, the one that we like, did in the that capital. Point, F, that yeah. point, I would just start <laughs> writing stuff into our skits that was like, oh yeah, and then we saved the world in twenty thirty six, and then everybody got ice cream and rainbows. <laughs> just, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I. I uh, I don't. I mean, I don't know if we'll still be doing that. This podcast that far out. It really depends on if we ever get Patreon up and running. If, if honestly, if we could make this our job, I would be absolutely thrilled. But that's probably not going to happen. Realistically, we'll do this for a couple more years and then realize that uh, that we can't. I don't know that it's uh, draining our. Uh, I mean, it's a lot. It's work, but it, it, it's fulfilling. So I don't know. Maybe we'll keep it going. Yeah, it's, it's hard like, to say. It's definitely like work, but like also I enjoy doing this. It's kind of yeah, like I it's mean, a if hobby. I didn't have a forty-hour yeah. job in addition to this, the I could same. see yeah. this. Yeah, I got this putting way more effort into it and just letting this be a true passion project. I but. think we do we do a good job compared to a lot of the podcasts that I live listen to, which are not bad podcasts. Podcasts that I like a lot, but they don't like. You know, it, it's almost all of them are like reading series and like. You know, oh, yeah, we, we definitely put a little more legwork into I'd say, each episode, which, uh, yeah. I mean, again, I'd be happy to put even more legwork in if that was an option. See, you guys? If, if, hey, hey, yeah. if our, if our yeah. tens of listeners want a Patreon, speak <laughs> up, start emailing us. Yeah, we start have an sending email. us ten. I mean, like, all of you together would probably acquire $10 a month, so <laughs> it'd be yeah. okay. If you all gave us a dollar a month, we could have $10 a month to work with. So we could have <laughs> that would pay for the Pinecast hosting. Sweet. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, seriously, if uh, if we ever do get a Patreon up and off, off the ground, if you guys tell if, – if, if our few listeners tell their friends and we can keep expanding, uh, we'd be happy to put that into the show for you. I could get a microphone that doesn't sound like – you know, I'm talking into a nuclear device of some sort. <laughs> it's not so bad. I mean, it, for, as far as cheap headsets go, it could be worse. But I definitely could be worse. I've heard myself peak in many an episode. Yeah, so it goes. I'll get you a mic someday. I'll do. When's your birthday? I'll give know. you a birthday mic. No, well, I'm not going to put my birthday on the air. <laughs> hey, what's your maiden? Your mother's maiden <laughs> name? <laughs> well, oh, yeah, my social security too. Okay, yeah, real quick. Uh, <laughs> Just read that um, directly into the mic, please. Yeah, I don't think there's any other news to cover this week. Um, like I said, we figured it would be a short one, which mm-hmm. I've, honestly, once a week, weekly, I figured some of our watch-alongs would be sub an hour, especially for a 30-minute show. Oh, yeah, considering that it's such a short show, um, for sure. And, you know, the mainly the news this week is COVID keeps we sucking. Suck. 
Uh, There's some stuff going on, supposedly looking like uh, NATO and the U.S. is trying to ramp shit up on the Ukraine-Russia border. But like, I just I'd be very surprised if anything happens. We've been hinting at more war for a while now. We'll put the news in when the war actually starts happening. But for now, it's just going to be oh, there might be war. It's America. Do you think we'll do a war in America? Maybe, maybe a war in America. When it's not just fucking like Washington Journal or. the uh, Washington Post people trying to like pump up Raytheon stock before they dump it. You know, it's I'm not all that interested. Yeah. Anyway, um, no, I mean, the planet is burning, as we saw on the show. That's very it was a dead on spot on metaphor. And it's not a not it hasn't gotten better since then. <laughs> nope. And uh, yeah, we can't seem to get a virus under control. We're the only first world country who can't get this virus under control at all. Um, so we're going to keep dying of it. And that's just, just going to be regular life now. On. And we're just not even going to count the numbers anymore. Nope. Just stop um, counting them. We're doing the Trump thing. And it, you know what? It's kind of uh, we honestly, no, we, we said we were going to brunch once we elected Biden and we weren't kidding. Here we are at brunch. So I mean, all of my all of the people that used to serve me brunch are dead now from COVID. But, you know, I have new slaves. Yeah, it's, it, it, there's always more slaves to the factory. I mean, nowadays they even like do like, hey, child labor should be cheaper. So we're going to pay the kid. If, if you're at 14 or 15, you get hired at seven dollars an hour, even though it's like less than minimum wage. I don't know. It's, I think it's usually it is minimum wage. But then, yeah, they have that tiering system of like 14, 15 gets 725, 16, 17 gets eight. Uh Nineteen to like twenty four gets uh, nine or ten. You know, like it's. It, it, they, I've seen that these tiering systems where it's like, oh yeah, we're just gonna we're gonna regulate child right, make child labor a norm, a new normal thing. Yeah, that's it's coming back. Yeah, it's coming back. I in mean, vogue. not that it left most of the world still under our thumb is using child labor, but. Yeah, no, we're gonna we're gonna get, we're gonna double down on again. having those fourteen and fifteen year old McDonald's employees getting paid slave wages. Mm-hmm. And you know what? They're gonna be able to do the job just as well because it does not require a lot of McDonald's is not a complicated job having worked there. But also, it's not the kind of thing. It, neither is any job. Like, it's certainly I think it's more complicated than the, being the CEO of McDonald's. No, one hundred percent. What do you do as CEO of McDonald's? Say, yeah, keep making burgers. Let's let's do another monopoly thing. Yeah, I what win. if we keep That's cutting the price by like five cents until we knock everything out and then just raise the price back up? Cool. Yeah. No, I uh, having worked at McDonald's is not a complicated job, but to be fair, any job that's that part of the reason it's, not, it's so not complicated is because no one there gives a shit because we're all there, we're all getting paid garbage wages. You could run a McDonald's with less people if those people were all getting paid forty or fifty an hour, mm-hmm. which they should be. Yeah. But yeah, I I don't blame. Honestly, I think we should just instead have like ten or fifteen employees at each McDonald's getting forty or fifty an hour and keep the place just running like clockwork. Because yeah, just keep it nice. Then I wouldn't feel bad about going to McDonald's. Keep a bunch of people employed, pay them way more, and uh, I don't know, maybe murder your bosses. Yeah, I mean, honestly, that's don't murder your boss. Murder your boss's boss's boss. Mm-hmm. I feel like your bosses, most bosses I know, most lower management I know, are just very afraid bootlickers. They like, yeah, suck. they're bootlickers, but it's because it's from a place of fear. Yeah, they may not realize it's from a place of fear, but <laughs> I sure as heck yeah. can see it. They, it's pretty obvious from anybody who has recognized in themselves that fear. No, I think that in terms of lower management, 
even in terms of some middle management, the really because like, I think a lot of them are puppets too. I feel like uh, the best solution for them is the same solution you should have for basically everyone who's not willfully part of the problem, and that is a heavy dose of love and solidarity. Love and solidarity, y'all. It can be told in few enough words. We are not certain of his intentions even yet. They talk. So I am told.